0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Lee Summers, founder and chief executive of Oakmore Builders, a Bromley-based builders and property development company. Lee, hello. Hi, Andy. I'm very well. Thank you for coming on the program uh, today. Now, normally we head straight over to the subject of leadership, but considering the ongoing COVID outbreak, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, how has this affected your business?
1: Uh, To be honest, we've been fortunate enough to to still have some projects running um, where the clients weren't actually living in the the, uh, the properties. So uh, we had the uh, the run of the place and it wasn't affecting anybody. Um, We obviously had to make some changes around staff um, and how we operate. but other than that, uh, it's not affected us too badly, to be honest. Uh, we've seen a bit of a decline um, in our online um, contact uh, by about 50%. But other than that, mm. um, we, we're quite lucky, to be honest.
0: Uh, a full order book for the next uh, few months?
1: We have certainly, yeah. We've signed a, um, a contract for a new project as well, which we start in uh, the second week of July. Um, and, and, and still, stuff coming forward that that, that we're ready to sign. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's been uh, it, it's not been too bad for us, to be honest. We're very fortunate.
0: What sort of um, uh, protective measures have you had to put on on site uh, for your staff members?
1: Um, well, all the usual stuff, to be honest. As we know, all the PPE um, is uh, is first and foremost these days, obviously due, due to the, the COVID situation. Um, but but it's not so bad, to be honest, as long as we keep um, keep the two-metre rule. Um, sometimes it's a bit challenging in, in, uh, in residential construction, but, uh, but other than that, just, just basic measures uh, to make sure that everybody's safe.
0: Fantastic. Well, we should move on to the subject of leadership. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Um, well, I think, first of all, leader is... Uh, it, it is a word that um, it, it sort of commands authority. Um, if you haven't got authority, you can't be a leader. You need to um, be very decisive in, in, in what you're doing um, day to day. Um, and somebody that um, it, it, everybody can look up to who's, who's sort of steering the ship, um, so, somebody they can look up to with confidence.
0: How would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Um well, as I've said when I'm interviewed many times, it's, uh, it, it, there's no great secret. It, it's being honest, being transparent, um, saying what you mean, doing what you say. Um, that, that's pretty much it. There's no great secret to it, to be honest.
0: Well, let's talk a bit about your background and how you got to the way you view um, leadership as it is. Did you have any leaders who, uh, or uh, role models who shaped the way that you look at the world of work?
1: Uh, not so many. There's only one really, um, and that's the guy that I did my apprenticeship with when when I was younger. I was 15, 16 years old, um, and he sort of took me on um, to do an apprenticeship um, within construction. Um, and he was a, he was a massive influence on me, to be honest, because um, I never I never had a father growing up as well. Um, so he it uh, was a massive massive influence in many ways, and he sort of taught me everything he knew um, about the industry. Um, and I'm still in touch with him today, to be honest. And, uh, he's a, he's a really good man. Um, I've learned a lot from him.
0: Now, when it comes to providing that sort of example to the next generation, do you have any, uh, hard and fast mentorship programs or, uh, do you just take people under your wing as, uh, as a win requires?
1: Well, I think the latter, yeah, it's, it's really the old school, uh, the old school ethics are the best I, I always think. Um, but in today's uh today's society with this younger generation it's totally different to, to when I was younger um the so called snowflake generation it's uh, it's uh it's really challenging sometimes to get them to think the way that you do so it, there's no uh there's no real fast track way um, say so it's really really tough these days because the mentality is so different society is so different
0: What is it that's different in society now uh what what do you think the catalyst of this has been?
1: Oh, tricky question, but um, I think the, uh, the responsibility lies directly at the government's door because there's nobody, in my opinion, um, that that just says it how it is anymore and uses common sense. You know, we let far too uh, far, far too many things happen that we we could control a lot better, in my opinion. Um, and that there's no authority, just coming back to the authority thing, that there's no authority at the top anymore. People are running rings around us um, at, at, at every level. Um, we we don't seem to be doing anything about it um, and stamping some authority on it. Um, people can just get away with murder these days, literally, and um, it seems that they go unpunished, which is a shame.
0: What do we think that we can do about this in the long term? Is there is there any action that we can take at... Grassroots level, or is this something that needs to be changed uh, throughout the entirety of the country?
1: Well, our system needs to be changed. To be honest, no, that's going to be a tricky one. It's never going to happen. But what we need is somebody um, right at the top um, to sort of follow in the footsteps of uh, the great Margaret Thatcher, uh-huh. um, which, 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 which would certainly change things. Because, like I say, we need some authority, and a lot of um, a lot of the things like I say when I was younger. Um, have changed for the worse because there is no authority anymore. When I was younger, the, the police were the police and, you know, they they were looked up on uh, to, uh, as respectful figures um, and you sort of knew what it meant. But these days, um, I think in a political correct society, um, you know, there, there, there's no criteria even to join the police force anymore, it seems, <laughs> because, you know, back in the day, it was you had to be a certain height, you had to be a, a certain weight, you had to, you know, maybe come from a military background or or like, but, uh, but these days it just seems like um, you can't you can't offend anybody, so that's only going to have a, a negative effect on on whatever happens in authority. You're just not going to stamp any authority on anything if uh, mm. you've got a police officer, for instance, who's about four foot ten, um, you know, and, uh, and and doesn't really fit the part. So so that's that's the that that's the main problem in my opinion is that people are terrified to say or do anything anymore. Without upsetting anybody.
0: Now, of course, uh, our society has changed in many different ways, and it will change when we come out of the COVID lockdown. How do you think this is going to impact the building trade uh, overall?
1: Uh, well, I think it, it's going to level itself out if we, you know, we'll touchable. We don't get a second wave, but I think, um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. To be honest, I think, I, I, I don't, I think uh, construction as a whole hasn't been affected. Been affected. As much as as most other industries, as you know, even during the uh, you know, the height of the COVID situation, uh, construction sites sites were still um, continuing. We were certainly continuing. Um, but I think when we come out of this, um, I think that there, there there still be some measures in place. I mean, it's a little bit tricky for us to, at the moment, to be honest. The only thing that's 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 the hardest part of it is is getting building materials to our sites because now, well, well, before you used to be able to just going to a a building supplier and get what you wanted straight off the shelf or you know, some of the, you you've used long term, we'll have all the stuff waiting for you. But now we need to order online. We then need to have a ticket number and then we need to go to the to, to the uh, suppliers and then wait in the queue. Um, obviously, the two meter rule, uh, I wait for them to bring out the materials out. So I think that that's going to go on for some time um, for, mm-hmm. for the safety aspect, um, which is a bit of a pain. But it is what it is.
0: And uh, what also is what it is, is unfortunately, we've run out of time. Uh, but before I let you go, what does the next twelve months have in store for oakmore
1: um so uh we we were on' right on the brink of expanding to be honest um, and COVID here um so that that 's our plan really as soon as things level out um uh, and a bit uh, and a bit smoother um it, it, in terms of the way um the coronavirus is is with, then we'll um we'll just, we'll just carry on from there so our plan is to expand. And take on more staff, take on some apprentices um, and just hopefully keep dominating the area that we dominate
0: Well Lee, it's been a pleasure having you on the program today, I do hope that you can come back on the show when things get back to some semblance of normalcy yeah, It'll be a pleasure. Lee, thank be you
1: Thanks very much, thank you.
0: That was Lee Summers Founder and Chief Executive of Oakmore Builders, and
2: now if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst
3: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me realize that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many many years ago, 1962, I think that was. So I didn't. Um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it at the time. It was but than playing, I guess. Had one or two injuries. Um, And of course, uh, a great manager in South So to come across people like that of that calibre can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days um, at West Ham, uh, with with a manager like uh, Ron uh, there, it's also important to have uh, uh, confidence with. Your other players and of course they become your friends. Who did you look at to at the time uh when to inspire confidence in yourself? Was it more, was it Peters?
3: I think probably well, I was very fortunate to play with the caliber of the players I did. Again again extremely fortunate to play with you know, the captain um of England and West Ham and Martin Peters, who was a fantastic player. And some, as far as Martin's concerned, I think sometimes he didn't quite get the Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you'll I, I can tell you if want.
3: you want. You've got time. I can tell I go, you if you want. Jeff,
2: go on. Go. On. I think I, we, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing it
3: at a dinner in, in the Channel Lines, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, guest of honor. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions.
2: What a question. What a question.
3: I think that would be definitely in the stupid category, wouldn't it? So we had a laugh about that. Is,
2: uh, well, uh, and we, you've got to have a patient of a saint, I think, sometimes to put up with things <laughs> well, no, like that. I, just, but you know, again, I found
3: it amusing. I just found it amusing. In fact, some of the audience found it highly amusing as well, so it did, uh, um, it did but make it again, laugh
2: If you can put, put up with my questions, you can probably put up with uh, anything. <laughs> um, but th- there would have become a point, though, um Uh, through your um, playing career, perhaps especially um, your time uh, for England, who was it uh, that struck you more than anyone else on the pitch uh, that displayed qualities of not just leadership but uh, companionship and and level-headedness that you think that have stuck with you all these years later?
3: Hard nosed professionals, good good teammates, mm. good socially, and that's why we kept in touch with each other on our golf days every year uh, up until about five years ago. Of course, with, with the sadly yes. dwindling numbers, we we still got on, our wives got on all together. All those years later, it didn't just finish after sixty six. That reunion, that camaraderie, that team spirit, the. Mm. Um, uh,